Shalom, shalom, and welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible chapter by chapter, starting in Genesis, moving our way to Revelation, and we are using the New King James Version Bible to read from, and we delve into the Hebrew as needed, not enough to confuse people who speak English, obviously, but I try to point out some of the words' meanings so that we can really see what was being said to us in the original language. And sometimes that really opens up the doors of understanding in a way that just didn't happen before. So without any further ado, I really pray, Father God, please just guide us and lead us in your word and teach us your truth. Now, we're in, like I said, um, Exodus chapter 37, and let us begin. Then Bezalel made the ark of acacia wood. Two and a half cubits was its length, a cubit and a half its width, and a cubit and a half its height. So the ark is more like a keepsake treasure box that's going to house the covenant, you know, the words of the covenant and the laws that God had, that wrote for Moses and gave to him. And so two and a half cubits, so each cubit is 18 inches approximately. So you know, here we have what? Two times 18 is 36. 36 plus nine is 45. So about 45 inches was its length. And then um, about 24 cubits was its height. So it's about two feet tall. And um, uh, yeah, a little, you know, a little over two feet in its length. So, so actually closer to three feet. So Anyway, just so you get this dimensional, what it feels like, and what it's looking like. Now, the ark is, remember that this is a box and it's covered with the mercy seat, which the mercy seat is actually called the covering seat. Okay, verse two, let's continue reading. I just want to make sure you're kind of picturing here's the box, maybe three foot in length, approximately um, two feet in width, um, sorry, yeah, two feet in width and two feet in, two feet in height. So verse two, he overlaid it with pure gold inside and outside and made a molding of gold all around it. So it's like a rim. And he cast for it four rings of gold to be set on his four corners, two rings on one side and two rings on the other side. Remember these rings were for the poles to go through that the priests would carry on their shoulders. So they didn't actually touch the ark when they were transporting it in the wilderness. Verse four, he made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. And he put the poles into the rings at the sides of the ark to bear the ark. So all of this is getting overlaid in gold. Notice that the gold is the highest level. It's the most, most costly, precious metal. And it's the top of the top of the top. And this is where God is going to meet with the priests, meet with Israel. Verse 6, he also made the mercy seat. Remember, that's the covering seat, the atonement seat of pure gold. Two and a half cubits was its length and a cubit and a half its width. So it fits directly on top of the open arc box, okay? He made two cherubim or cherubim of beaten gold. He made them of one piece at the two ends of the mercy seat. So again, I always think that number two signifies two witnesses, whether it be Judah and Ephraim, Moses and Elijah, the two end time witnesses, the father and the son. And we've talked about this in so many scenarios, but you have two cherubim or cherubim in Hebrew sitting there facing each other while in the place where Yahweh is going to meet with the high priest. So one cherub or cherub at one end of this side and the other cherub at the other end of on that side. 
He made the Cherovim at the two ends of one piece with the mercy seat, with the covering seat. So he fashioned this so that it's actually one piece. Like if you picked up on the Cherovim, the cherubim, the whole thing that you could just lift up the whole seat with it. It's all together. Okay. One piece. The cherubim spread out their wings above and covered the mercy seat with their wings. They faced one another. The faces of the cherubim were toward the mercy seat. So it's I think that's beautiful because this is called the seat of covering anyway. And so their wings extend out over their heads, kind of behind their backs, and they basically cover the seat and they're facing each other. He made the table of acacia wood. Two cubits was its length, a cubit in, a cubit its width, and a cubit and a half its height. So it's the same height as this arc. And it's... It's a little it's a little bit shorter than the arc because it's only 36 inches approximately, so three feet. So two cubits in length, and then its width was a little shallower as well because it's only a cubit instead, so eight about 18 inches versus the cubit and a half. And he overlaid it with pure gold and made a molding of gold all around it. Again, the top precious metal. Also he made a frame of a handbreadth all around it and made a molding of gold for the frame all around it. So here it has a frame and a molding, just this decorative piece of trim around it. And he cast for it four rings of gold and put the rings on the four corners that were at its legs. The rings were close to the frame as holders for the poles to bear the table. Again, this is how they were to carry this table. So when the, when the Kohath tribe of the sons of Levi were going to transport the holy implements when we were in the wilderness, this is what they used. They used these rods that passed the poles that passed through these holes and they carried it on their shoulders. Verse 15. And he made the poles of acacia wood to bear the table and overlay them with gold. He made of pure gold the utensils which were on the table, its dishes, its cups, its bowls, and its pitchers for pouring. Now remember, like I said, this is like a barbecue place, right? This is where things are made and cooked <laughs> and the, the altar is like a giant barbecue pit. They need these bowls and cups and utensils, right? We're going to eat here. It's like a place for its daddy's dinner table with us. Verse 17. He also made the lampstand of pure gold. Of hammered work he made the lampstand. Its shaft, its branches, its bowls, its knobs, and its flowers were of the same piece. So when, and we talked about this again in previous chapters, but this is the seven branch menorah. And six branches came out of its sides. Three branches of the lampstand out of one side and three branches of the lampstand out of the other side. Right, so then that center shaft is the seventh branch. Verse 19. There were three bowls made like almond blossoms on one branch and an ornamental knob and a flower, and three bowls made like almond blossoms on the other branch with an ornamental knob and a flower, and so were the six branches coming out of the lampstand. Now remember, the word in almond, the word for almond in Hebrew is very similar for the word like to watch. And so with the light of the menorah, we can watch or see the truth of God. And then these seven spirits that the um, Revelation talks about of the seven lamps represent his seven spirits and they're watching the earth. And so I just want you to remember that. Go back to the previous podcast where we talked about that, where this word for almond, the shaman, is very similar to the word to watch. Okay, so... It's God's spirits are watching, but I think it's also because the light gives from this menorah helps our eyes to watch also and give and to see. And so there's just a lot of neat 
pictures you can see in that. So if you go, if you go to Blue Letter Bible, click on any of the verses as we're reading, and it will literally show you, and I said Shaman, I'm sorry, Shachad. Um, it'll show you any of the Hebrew words, their root. It doesn't now if you read Hebrew, you can read up above and it does give it you the whole verse. But if you want to see what each individual verse a word was, then you can see that. And then the word shachad here is the word for almond. And I said shaman. I don't even know why I said that. I'm sorry. But I should um, sometimes maybe do a little bit more research before I start. But I just kind of start reading. But that's okay. Okay, so I'm going to read verse 20 again. And on the lampstand itself were four bowls made like almond blossoms, each with its ornamental knob in, a f- in flower. There was a knob under the first two branches of the same, a knob under the second two branches of the same, and a knob under the third two branches of the same, according to the six branches extending from it. So this is where the branches meet the actual main stem, upright centerpiece of the menorah, okay? So you had these, the knobs where they met. And then their knobs and their branches were of one piece, all of it was one hammered piece of pure gold, and he made it seven lamps, its wick trimmers, and its trays of pure gold, because see, the center one also has the lamp. So that's where I believe these four bowls are, are the, that were made like almond blossoms are sitting, because you have the top one, and then you have where each of the branches meet, is my understanding of this. Now, I could be wrong, but that's what it seems like without um, the actual seeing the actual one. Verse 23, and he made it seven lamps, its wick trimmers, and its trays of pure gold. Of a talent of pure gold, he made it with all its utensils. And of course, these hand breath and these talents, they're just units of measure that they used then. And we don't use those same units of measure, but um, it's you can look it up. It, it They're on there. They're just units of measure of how to weigh it out. Verse 25, he made the incense altar of acacia wood. Its length was a cubit and its width a cubit. It was square. So this is getting tinier now. And two cubits was its height, but it's taller. Its horns were of one piece with it, and he overlaid it with pure gold, its top, its sides all around, and its horns. He also made for it a molding of gold all around it, so there's a, a rim. He made two rings of gold for it under its molding by its two corners on both sides, its holders for the poles with which to bear it. And he made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He also made the holy anointing oil and the pure incense of sweet spices according to the work of the perfumer. Okay, so all we're doing now in these chapters is recapping and actually doing, we see these men, Aholiab and um, Bezalel, completing the work that was already told to them to be done. So now we actually see them doing it. So I love the menorah. I think it's just a beautiful representation of the, the seven spirits of God and the light that's supposed to be shining out. Um, you know, the number seven means completion. And so God's light brings completion, being, brings completed light. I mean, if we are in his light, we see completely, we see fully. So I don't know. I think there's so many neat things. If you guys want to look at it farther, you could. Um, we just do it to keep it kind of on a time constraint where people could listen in their car and, and be driving to work and get done. I try to keep them small segments, but there's so much more you could just keep looking at and pray that the Father shows you because we need each other. I don't know everything. You don't know everything. We need each other. We're just helping each other out. So may you be blessed and may God's light shine through you and may we be purified as gold. Love you all. Have a super blessed day.